Hey, I'm Andy. I'm Andy. And you're listening to the HMO Podcast. Over 10 years ago, I set myself the challenge of building my own property portfolio. And what began as a short-term investment plan soon became a long-term commitment to change the way young people live together. I've now built several successful businesses, I've raised millions of pounds of investment, and I've managed thousands of tenants. Join me and some very special guests to discover the tips, tricks, and hacks, the ups and the downs, the best practice, and everything else you need to know to start, scale, and systemize your very own HMO portfolio. Now. If you want to increase the profits in your property business, your HMO property business, then it would make sense to consider ways to reduce your costs, reduce the operational costs, reduce the running costs of your business. Things like energy costs, maintenance, labour, subscription costs, all of these things cost us money. And before we can actually make anything, we've got to consider what that all costs. But In a period like the one we're experiencing right now, it's August 2022, so if you're listening to this well into the future, this was not the easiest time to be scaling up a property business. But right now, we're experiencing a high period of inflation, a stagflating economy, and a lot of uncertainty. And it's logically flawed to think that we can be more profitable by simply reducing costs. So today, what I want to do is give you 12 proactive solutions, 12 proactive measures. Some of these are ways to reduce your overheads, but some of these are a counterintuitive way of actually thinking about making your business more profitable. Right now, I think everybody needs to be thinking about this. So this is definitely an important episode if you're building, if you're scaling a HMO property business. If that sounds good to you, if this is something that you need to do, then don't go anywhere. Please sit back, relax and do whatever you need to do and enjoy today's episode of the HMO podcast. Hey guys, it's Andy here. We're going to be getting back to the podcast in just a moment. But before we do, I want to tell you very quickly about the HMO Roadmap. Now, if you're serious about replacing your income or perhaps you've already got a HMO portfolio that you want to scale up, then the HMO Roadmap really is your one-stop shop. Inside the Roadmap, you'll find a full 60-lesson course delivered by me, teaching you how to find more deals, how to fund more deals and raise private finance, how to refurbish great properties, how to fill them with great tenants that stay for longer, and how to manage your properties and tenants for the future. We've also got guest workshops added every single month. We've got new videos added every single week about all sorts of topics. We've got downloadable resources, cheat sheets, and swipe files to help you. We've got case studies from guests and community members who are doing incredible projects that you can learn from. And we've also built an application just for you that allows you to appraise and evaluate your deals, stack them side by side, and track the key metrics that are most important to you. To find out more, head to the hmoroadmap.co.uk now and come and join our incredible community of HMO property investors. Okay, welcome back, guys. So today we're going to talk about some proactive solutions to be more profitable in your HMO property business. I get it. We're all struggling at the minute. Rising energy costs, labor, materials, staff, you know, it's all going up and up and up. And at the same time, we're making less and less money because even if we are putting rents up, there's still a lag. We're essentially less profitable this year than we were last year. And the chances are we're going to be less profitable next year unless we do something proactive about this. Now, I'm seeing a lot of people in the HMO community, a lot of people reaching out to me directly and asking me about how to reduce the costs of running their business. Specifically, a lot of these questions are concerning energy costs. A lot of them are concerning labor and materials and maintenance. But 
This is only part of the puzzle. And if we think that we can contract into this problem, it's an inflationary period in the economy, it's stagflating. If we think that contracting into this by simply reducing our operational costs, our running costs, if we think that that is going to maintain our profitability, we're wrong. We need to wake up. We need to be much more proactive about how we actually improve the financial efficiency in our business. And today, that's what I want to talk about. Today, I want to give you 12 proactive measures that you can implement straight away to help. This should help across the board. Like I said, there are some solutions in here to reduce the costs. There are some counterintuitive measures that you can take that might feel a little unnatural to do at the minute when you don't really want to spend any more money on your property business. The natural way that that a lot of investors think, certainly that aren't that experienced, is to avoid spending more, is to reduce what they already spend, to try and maintain those margins, okay? But today, we need to start thinking differently. So today, I'm going to share 12 measures that you can implement, that you can install into your property business straight away to start making you more profitable. Okay, let's do this. The first and possibly the most important one that we all need to be doing and thinking about at the minute is probably the most obvious one as well. And that's to increase rents. I know there's a cost of living crisis. I know we don't necessarily want to do this with our tenants, but if we don't start increasing rents, we're going to find that we get swallowed up by this problem. We're going to get swallowed up by inflation. We're going to get swallowed up by all of these rising costs and our margins are going to disappear before our eyes. You're not doing yourself any favours by not considering increasing your rents. Now, how much you do that by really does depend on where your rents currently are at, when the last time you increased your rents were, how long that tenant has been in the property for, what's happening in your your local market, because of course prices are different across the country. But it's really important that you start preparing tenants at the very least for rises in your rents, and then you actually start doing it. Now, there are a few issues with this, and I know that a lot of people in our community are concerned about doing this because They are concerned that tenants might refuse, tenants might move out. And I'll be honest with you, there is a risk that some tenants are unhappy about this, that some tenants will say that they're just going to move out instead and go and find alternative accommodation. But in my experience, and after having talked to a lot of people in our community, on the most part, probably 98% tenants have understood Tenants have been accepting that rents do need to go up. If you're a professional landlord and you're actually managing the utility bills, your costs in October are going to double. Your energy costs are probably going to double unless you've somehow fixed in. Now, that's a very real problem. And waiting until October to deal with this is going to be a problem. You need to start dealing with this head on now. I Don't necessarily mean that you need to increase your rents tomorrow, but starting to make your tenants aware that this is coming, that this is going to happen, give them plenty of notice, speak to them, do it in the right way. But it's really important that you start pushing your rents up. Now, look closely at what's happening in the local market. Look closely at what your actual costs are and be realistic. Be realistic about what you need to do and what that increase needs to look like to make sure that your margins can stay where they should be, to make sure that you can keep up with the market and to make sure that hopefully tenants don't leave. So you've got to find, you've got to strike that balance here. But the first and most important one is to start thinking about increasing your rents and then do it. The second proactive measure that you can take is to consider switching your energy provider. Now, 
It's been a bit of a roller coaster over the last 12 months with utilities, and you've heard me talk about this on the show. We fixed in with a company called Uni Homes. We've got a lot of student properties, and because we're an agency, we can work with these guys. We're fixed in until July next year, so we've got a pretty good deal. I got onto that deal last September, October time, so I was very proactive in getting onto that. But I know full well that those prices have already gone up, so if we were to bring new properties on now, or when we come to renegotiate our tariff in September, October this year for next July, those costs are going to change substantially. So in my business, we've got a period of grace now where we're fixed in and we can plan and measure everything else around that. But we still need to be proactive about what we do next year from next July. If you haven't done this yet, if you haven't looked at your tariffs yet, if you haven't looked at providers yet, if you haven't really looked ahead, you need to start doing this. The price cap is changing again. In October, there's a good chance that we will be paying almost double the the amount on our bills than we were at the same time last year. This is really going to hit your business hard. Now, you need to make sure that you're on the very best tariff that you can find. Now, it's impossible for me to tell you on, on the show what that tariff would be. There are lots of them. And depending on where you are in the country, the tariffs are all different anyway. You've got different suppliers, different standing charges. You really do need to go and do the research. Go and check out Money Saving Expert. Go and listen to what Martin Lewis is saying. Recently, he has come out and said that if you can find a fixed tariff that's about double what you're currently paying, that's probably going to look like a good deal come October. Now, I don't know whether that's going to be the case or not, but if you haven't done anything about this, don't sit on your heels. Don't rest on your laurels with this one. You need to be proactive. You need to tackle this one head on. It's going to be big. It's going to be difficult to swallow, and you need to be prepared. So go and look at the energy providers and consider changing tariffs if you might not be on the best one. The third thing then, it really surprises me that a lot of people still haven't done this, is to install smart thermostats into your properties. Um, Devices like Inspire, Nest, (laughs) there are other ones, but they escape me. You can connect them to the boiler and you can program them from your desktop, okay? Tenants can boost them so they can push the heating up if it's particularly cold one evening and you can manage the programs. You can set programs for for every day, for the weekend. You can set different programs for different times of the year. But these are critical. If you don't have them, if tenants have free reign over the boiler and over the thermostat, it's going to cost you an absolute fortune. Go and get a smart thermostat installed into your property today. They cost a couple hundred quid. You need to get it fitted by an electrician. Set it all up. And if you've got a number of properties, you can actually then copy and paste programs. You can have the same programs in every single property if that's what you want. You can turn them on, off. You can change all of the settings all at once if you use something like Inspire. They're great, great, great pieces of tech that'll really help you. Honestly, I think this could save you as much as 30% on your energy costs, okay? So go and do it. If you haven't already got smart thermostats in your HMO, go and do it. And I can guarantee if you if you wait too long on this one, if you wait until October, you're going to find that a lot of these products are just not in stock. We're going to have issues across the country because landlords are going to start buying and realising they need to buy these to install in their properties. So be proactive go and do this now, get ready for it. Okay, the fourth proactive measure that you can take to be more profitable is to educate your tenants on sensible utility usage. The truth is our tenants, particularly if you're paying the bills, are probably not as in tune with this problem as we would like to think they are. If you're paying their bills, there isn't really a huge incentive. If their cost is fixed, you need to make sure that your tenants understand how important this is. You need to make sure that they understand how significant the costs 
of their overuse is to you and the ability to run your property business. So my advice would be to give them some educational information. Actually go and sit with your tenants, have a conversation with them, talk to them, help them understand what they can do and why it's so important. But don't assume that they have absorbed all of that and don't assume that they're going to do it. You need to take it a step further. Every single month, we collect our bills, okay? We get meter readings or we've got smart meters. We get bills by about the fourth day of the following month. And that means we can get a very real-time picture of what our utility usage is in any house. With that data, we can feed back to our tenants. We can tell them if they're doing really well and it's in line with our expectations. We can tell them if they're spending more than we would anticipate. And at the same time, we can reinforce that with the information that we gave them helpful and useful advice about how to be more energy efficient. So make sure that you're doing that. It's a follow-up exercise. And this is something that you need to build in as part of your systems and processes and do it every single month. Now, a lot of people simply aren't geared up to get bills every single month. You might need to adapt the way that you manage your bills internally to do this. We make sure that we have bills every single month accurate bills from actual meter reads. If you're based on assumptions, it's very difficult to give tenants this sort of feedback. So you need to be really on top of this. It will take a bit of time. There is a bit of effort involved in doing this, but I guarantee if you do, this will really help keep the cost of your energies down. Okay, the fifth proactive measure that you can take to increase your profitability is to introduce fair usage clauses into your ASTs. Now, unfortunately, if you're operating professional HMOs, this is nigh on impossible to do. So you may as well just completely forget about it. You can put them in, but they're just not really enforceable. So it's a bit of a waste of time, really. But if you're operating student HMOs and you're paying the bills for your tenants, you need to make sure that you've got fair usage clauses in your tenancy agreements. That is the only way you'll be able to claw back on overusage. Okay, if tenants spend over the assumptions or the agreement in the tenancy agreement, let's say you provide £15 per person per week towards bills. If they spend over that amount and it's okay if they do, but if they do, they need to understand that they will be charged for that at the end of the tenancy. But if you haven't got that in your tenancy agreement, forget it. You get to the end of it, you won't be able to keep it from your deposit. My deposits to the DPS, they'll just tell you, not a chance, okay? So you need to make sure that you've got this. Now, of course, if you've got tenants in already, if you've already got tenants living in your student house, which you probably will have, you can't amend the tenancy agreement partway through. But it is something you should definitely think about for next year, okay? Number six, then, the sixth thing to help you be more profitable is to install sensor lighting. A lot of people who are doing new refurbs now are installing this. They see the benefit in doing it, and it's cost economic to do it at the point of a refurb. But for a lot of us who've got a lot of houses that are older and been up and running for many years, we don't necessarily think about doing this stuff. But now is the time to go and do it. Economically, there's there's a consideration. It costs for the materials and, and for the electricians to go and do this, but... I think over the next few years, we're going to find that anything that we can do to help manage energy costs is going to be a useful and probably profitable thing to do. So consider installing sensor lighting in your HMOs. Obviously, don't put it in the bedrooms, just put that in the communal spaces. Number seven, then the seventh thing to be more profitable or to do to be more profitable is to consider coin operated appliances. And I'm talking about washing machines and tumble dryers here. Now, full caveat. I don't actually have any of these in my HMOs. It's something that I've seen a lot of people talking about, and it is something for the first time 
than I'm thinking about. You can actually buy coin-operated machines, but you can also buy some pieces of kit that allow you to turn your normal appliances into coin-operated appliances. Now, what this does is actually controls the usage. Now, you know, it's a bit of a, a tricky one because if you've got tenants who already live in your house and then all of a sudden you turn the washer and dryer into coin-operated machines, whereas before they were, you know, they got free access, that's a problem. So you need to think about how you're going to deal with this. You might even need to put your tenants onto new tenancy agreements and build that in. But Particularly in larger HMOs, this really could be something that saves you hundreds, if not you know, thousands over the course of a year. Honestly, it can be that expensive to run these appliances. And tenants can be quite complacent with their, their usage of washing machines and tumble dryers, often just putting one or two items in. At the minute, with cost of living crisis, with spiralling energy costs, and us seriously having to consider what we need to do to remain profitable, we have to be thinking about this. Okay. The eighth thing to consider to help you be more profitable is to renegotiate or cancel subscriptions retainers that you aren't getting the best value from. Now, over the years, a lot of our subscription costs in our business have gone up. Property management software, things to like Adobe, all of that sort of stuff. And over time, you can actually end up just accumulating lots of subscriptions that have gone up and up in price because you haven't challenged it or asked for a discount. And many of these will actually be things that you don't really need. How many people listening to today's episode have got a subscription to something like Canva because they used it once or twice and then just haven't cancelled it? These things are actually quite important as a small business. You need to make sure that you're keeping on top of this. So what I would suggest is you just audit your subscriptions, look at um, things that you don't need, look at where there might be more economic alternatives and look at where you might be able to go to a company and have a conversation and try and negotiate the price back down. Okay, Every little helps. The ninth measure then to improve your profitability is to be more proactive about how you manage your maintenance. A lot of us are guilty of being reactive. We wait for things to happen before we deal with it, before we send the guys in to get it fixed. And that can be expensive. It can be expensive because the labour at that point tends to cost more. We're asking somebody to go relatively quickly, sometimes in an emergency. And it can also be more expensive because maybe something has happened and it's caused more damage than if we'd have caught it earlier, it'd have cost us much less. So we need to think about being more proactive. And what this means is being more proactive with inspections, doing them more regularly. And also when we're doing those inspections, making sure that we're doing them as well as we possibly can. Really going into the detail, looking closely inside and outside. Inspections shouldn't be a 10, 15 minute whiz around the house, just checking to see that the tenants haven't trashed the place. These are health checks. We really are going in to check that there's nothing that could become a bigger problem. The sort of things that tenants tend not to notice, door handles that are slightly loose or hinges that uh, need tightening. If that's the case, that door can get pulled off and all of a sudden the frame's damaged and then you're into a much more expensive repair job. A weeping tap, it might look like absolutely nothing. The tenants probably won't bother to tell you, but actually that could turn into a full-blown leak and that could take out your bathroom floor and the ceiling below and that could be a £2,000 problem, but it would cost you a few quid to get it sorted proactively. Okay, the 10th thing then, the 10th measure is to improve your customer service. I think that this is so important. It has never been more important to consider your customer service. You know, your tenants are your customers. <laughs> I know sometimes they frustrate us, but we need to start understanding that our tenants are our customers and we need 
to have a customer service policy. We need to make sure that we can keep them for as long as possible. And this is one of the ways of doing that. If tenants feel like they are valued, if tenants feel appreciated, if tenants feel like they're listened to, if they're understood, if tenants feel like they get the service that they deserve, they will stay longer. If they stay longer, you will be more profitable. It's really, really important. And the good news here is it doesn't actually cost you any more to provide a better customer service experience. I'm not talking about leaving chocolates on their pillows. I'm talking about simple things like improving your communication policy, okay? Setting better standards of yourself, being more available for your tenants, making it easier for them to contact you about problems. All of these little things actually make a big difference when it comes to customer satisfaction. Your tenants are your customers, so make sure that you're giving them the best possible customer service. If you do, they'll stay longer. And if you want to go into some detail on this point particularly, go back and have a listen to episode 48, how to keep tenants for longer and be more profitable. It's a good episode and I covered a lot of detail specifically about taking care of your tenants, taking better care of your tenants and how to manage your tenants to be more profitable. Okay, we're down to our penultimate point. Number 11, be more proactive when it comes to tenancy renewals. Now, most of us will sign tenants up for six months. Can you sign them up for longer? Okay, that's the first thing. Can you get people signed up for 12 months? Irrespective, be proactive when it comes to the renewal of those tenancies. Don't wait for them to expire, okay? Speak to that tenant before. Ask them what they want to do. Find out and then try and get them onto a new tenancy as soon as possible. Can you put them on another six month? Can you put them on another 12 month? That gives you more rental confidence. It gives you the ability to plan. What you really want to try and avoid here is having all of your tenants in a house on rolling tenancies, because what that means is that any of them at any point could give you notice to leave. They could give you four weeks notice to quit, and all of a sudden you've got a big black hole you need to fill. If that hole happens around November, December time, when it's naturally much more difficult to fill rooms, that can be a very, very expensive. Now, that can cost you three, four thousand pounds. Tenants are, of course, going to need to leave. You know, our young tenants are quite transient. That's the nature of shared living. But if you have them on fixed term tenancies and you're proactive and renewing them, you can just reduce the chance of that happening, like a mass exodus happening all at once, all of a sudden you having to fill loads of rooms at the last minute. Okay, This is a really good and very proactive measure to make sure that you remain more profitable. And finally, the last point of today's episode, the 12th measure that I think you can do to be more profitable, and actually I've saved the best and last, <laughs> you'll be pleased to know. It is to focus on opportunity and growth, okay? You cannot contract out of this problem. I said it earlier. You cannot contract out of the problems that inflation causes. You need to focus now more than ever on growth, finding those deals, finding investors, doing great refurbs, adding value to your properties. Now is the time to be proactive about finding opportunity and actually growing your business. There are tons of ways of doing this. Think about all the areas of your business that you can grow, that you can get better. Make sure no matter what, no matter what problems you have to face this year, no matter what challenges you have to overcome, that you still remain focused on growing because growth is ultimately the best way to remain more profitable. That's it for today's episode, guys. Let me just recap for you then the 12 ways that I think you can improve the profits in your HMO property business. Number one, increase your rents. Number two, consider switching your energy provider. Number three, install smart thermostats. Number four, educate tenants on sensible utility usage. Number five, make sure that you've got fair usage clauses if you're operating student HMOs. 
Number six, install sensor lighting. Number seven, consider coin-operated appliances. Number eight, renegotiate or cancel subscriptions and retainers that you're not making best use of. Number nine, proactively manage your maintenance to reduce costs. Number 10, do what you can to improve your customer service because tenants will stay longer. Number 11, be proactive when it comes to renewing tenancies. And finally, number 12, focus on opportunities and growth. There you go, guys. This has never been more important. We've had, you know what they say about the good old days, you never quite know when you're in them. And I think we are probably exiting the good old days. Costs are going up. It's getting more challenging. There's more uncertainty. Interest rates are going up. Okay. We need to be more proactive than ever to maintain profitability in our businesses. If we want to keep growing, if we want to be able to reinvest profits, we've got to make sure that we're doing all of this stuff. So I hope that this gives you a helping hand. I hope that this gives you a bit of a kick up the backside if you need it, because the truth is this is not the time to be sitting on your hands. This is a time to be getting up there and making it happen. That's it for today's episode, guys. If you want to come discuss any of this, head on over to the HMO community. It's our free group on Facebook. I know I tell you every week, but some of you still haven't joined. So come on over and let's discuss this. There are so many great conversations happening around this subject. You'll find that there's a lot more context to this conversation happening over in the HMO community. Of course, if you want the detail about how to do a lot of this stuff, then it's all waiting for you inside the HMO roadmap. And of course, you can come and hang out with me every month at Member Masterminds and I can actually give you advice on your business. And finally, if I could ask a really quick favor before you dash off, please, 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 could you spare just 30 seconds to leave a quick review of the podcast? I'd really appreciate it. You can review on Apple and Spotify now, and it helps more than you could possibly know. That's it, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in again today. And don't forget, I'll be right back here in the very same place next week. So join me then for another installment of the HMO podcast. (laughs) 